Thank you again for joining us. It is Neighbors in Need. I am Sandy Waters. And join with me again today, uh, kind of a continuation to our conversation from last week because we ran out of time. Uh, Irene Bayer, thank you for being in again. Thank you for having me, Sandy. So the focus is uh, self-direction for the developmentally disabled. And I feel like this is a very important topic that keeps moving um, forward in the right direction as far as taking care of those individuals who have developmental disabilities. Um, And and you were saying, Irene, because you live this, your daughter, Lindsay, is on the spectrum and first diagnosed at the age of five, right? Lindsay is now 26 years old. So you fought every battle there was to fight. Um, You were the first local family to bring a service dog in the school, weren't you? I was actually the second. Okay, the second. I was the second, but in first in my school district. Okay, all right. And that was a battle that you really did fight. I mean, you were relentless. I remember the news coverage about yes. it. I mean, <laughs> yes. And now, because you broke through that awkward, uncomfortable, what is it? What, what do you want to do? You want to bring a dog? What? Now it's no big deal, right? Correct. So you're going to continue with that passion and you're advocating for um, other families who are in the same position that you are. Catch us up on this self-direction, the new way of taking care of those with developmental disabilities. So um, the old model was, um, you know, if you wanted some supports or services for your uh, disabled child or adult child, um, you would look around go to agencies to see what they had to offer. And um, even if it didn't quite fit, you would put them there because there were no other options available. Today with self-direction, um, the, the premise is what is it the individual wants and needs are. And, and then you formulate those supports and services that they would need to follow their interests, their dreams, their passions. So it's creating a program for them, not just fitting them into an existing program, but really developing a program that's going to nurture them and support them. Um, And that's the difference between self-direction and what um, I've known in the past as agency-supported programs. Are people or agencies... Um, being proactive with this new way of thinking? Yes, they are. Okay. Um, they're realizing that this is the trend. Uh, Medicaid is funding the dollars that way. That's, um, that's they, huge right there. That was yes. a huge win. And and there's more of a push to have um, the disabled individuals out in the community. Um, we know that institutions don't work. Um, people with developmental disabilities just don't flourish in those mm. environments. So having them out in the community with us is really where they do best and they grow. Now, does this start from the school system or are you? This starts in the school system. Okay. So when, when the children are in school, the parents can start self-direction with them. So it starts that early with self-direction. Okay. So now if a parent says, well, of course, this sounds, this sounds like the right fit for my child. If, if the program is catered to their individual needs, what does a parent do? How do we start? So um, a parent would contact their Medicaid service coordinator and okay. say, I'm interested in self-direction for my child. And then the Medicaid service coordinator would then um, fill out the proper paperwork to have them go through the front door process 
which is um, a process that um, will then determine if they're Medicaid eligible. Um, and then um, a- after they do the front door process and they're med- medical, Medicaid eligible, then uh, there would be an assessment done on them to determine what their needs are. Okay. And that, also, that assessment also tells them how many dollars they have to work with in their budget, which then would help determine um, what types of services they're able to afford um, in that budget. So the Medicaid um, professional, they should know, right? That's Correct. just like a no-brainer. Once you bring it up, they'll, yes, they'll know what they, to do. Yes, they okay. know what the process is to get the person um, approved for self-direction and, um, and also do the assessment. Okay. Correct. In the school system specifically, is there obvious changes that have been made when it comes to self-direction? Is it a, a way of learning or is it integrating them into the classroom? Do you notice a big change there that we can speak of? of? Um, there or is, is that case by case? Um, in the school system, well, the school is responsible for the child during the school day. Mm-hmm. Um, self-direction would augment um, the what the person needs outside of school. So it would okay. give them services okay. outside outside of the school day. So it would be evenings and also weekends. Okay. And then carrying on throughout their lives. Correct. Okay. So once the once the person ages out of school, mm-hmm. then um, self-direction would expand and provide services during the day for them. Okay. Because um, they will, won't be going to school any longer. Um, so self-direction is really all-encompassing for their entire day. Okay. And now how do you fit into this? So... Um, so my daughter, Lindsay, um, we did, we initiated self-direction with her and we launched our, her budget back in September of last year. And she had been, uh, she graduated or aged out of school in 2012. Um, I wasn't comfortable with putting her in a group home. Um, I just didn't feel that it was a fit for her, um, so are group homes now changing the way that they operate as well with the self-direction or you feel like they're still a little behind and there's some catching up to do? Well, I think group homes are group homes um, in that they're certified settings. So they are regulated by state law. So they have to run a certain way okay. because they're certified settings. Um, since my daughter has moved out of my home into an apartment, it's considered an uncertified setting. Okay are not certified. So there's a lot more flexibility in how that okay. setting is run. Okay. Um, and that you saw more fit for I saw that daughter. as okay. more of a fit for Lindsay than the group home. Um, in the not certified setting, um, we're able to hire our own staff. Okay. Um, we manage the staff. So she has a choice in who works with her. She has a choice um, and a decision as to how she wants her day to be. Um, instead of the group home telling her um, this is what you need to do. Um, And she has a choice as to where she wants to go um, out in the community uh, with her community habilitation staff. Whereas in a group home, you go if you go, regardless of whether you want to go, because everyone has to go. Yeah. So there really are big differences between the certified versus not certified settings. Okay. And now you play a role because you're helping the families figure out 
who to contact and which services, right? So, so I, um, I was just really um, amazed at how well self-direction worked for my daughter that I thought, you know, I would really like to help people mm. find the same thing for their adult children. It may not look exactly the way it is for my daughter, but something that would work for them. So that's why I got trained to be a broker. And, and, and my real goal is to find the families who really need help mm-hmm. in finding that plan and implementing the plan that will work for them and their disabled adult child. And it's nice to know that you've lived through it too. So when you're helping these families, you get it. You understand their um, frustrations and the stresses on the family. Yeah, and I think our ultimate goal as a parent, and I think it's a goal that every parent has, whether Mm -hmm. your child's disabled or not, is you want your adult child to be totally independent of you. So that should anything happen to you, they're okay. Um, And that's really the goal Um, for her, for my daughter, to be as independent as possible and realizing she'll have limitations because of her disability, but to have those supports in place that when anything happens to me, then she's okay. Okay. And this goes every little detail from budgets to daily activities? Correct. Okay. Budgets to daily activities. And really creating a support system um, that has backup after backup after backup, uh, which is really important. Especially, and that makes you feel so good knowing that, okay, she's okay. Yeah, and I'm not quite there. I don't have the backups after backups after backups, but I know eventually I will get there. Okay. And I think that to me is really important, is knowing that she'll be taken care of uh, when I'm no longer here. Now, what is our first step? If we have a child or an adult um, and we're, we're thinking, wow, this self-direction is the perfect fit, now what? Contact, Besides going con- to Medicaid? Contact personnel? your Medicaid service coordinator. Okay. And um, then- the Medicaid service coordinators are trained in self-direction. They know what paperwork needs to be filled out to start the process through the front door, um, having the assessment done, which is the DDP-2. That's important. Um, and then filling out, um, there's another um, request for service amendment form that needs to be completed and sent to the local um, uh, liaisons. It's the self-direction liaisons. And, uh, and once that approval comes through, then they're approved for self-direction. And then after that approval letter, they're, they're ready to find their broker. And I encourage them to interview uh, personally interview the people because these oh, are the people good. who are okay. going to be working with them. What are some interview questions? What are, what are some things that we should look how for? How many plans have you, uh, how many self-direction plans have you implemented? Um, what what types of services do you know about? Um, and what kind of cases have you worked on? Um, my caseload currently is from the very disabled to an individual who drives and has a job. So you know, and I have children and adults. So okay. I have a wide range of clients that I'm working with. Um, so, so really, you know, what's your experience? And, um, you know, are you willing to look outside the box? Because a lot of things with pers- pers- person-centered planning is not doing what's mainstream. It's really doing what's going to work for the individual mm. 
and it may not be what already exists. So you're always carving new pathways for these individuals. And it's um, and really looking outside the box of what's being offered and creating, um, creating a living or uh, working environment that's going to meet that person's needs. And the broker is someone you can trust. I mean, that I feel like is just a natural fear of any parent. Can I trust you? I mean, this is my child. Can I trust you with my child? So that broker is... We're, we, you know, my interest is to serve the individual. So I'm going to do what's best for that individual. Um, and if I can't, you know, I will let them know that I'm not able to serve you. So I will be upfront and honest. And I think that is what every broker should do. And you're there throughout the... in, in We're there from the start of the planning process okay. to when the plan is implemented. Uh, we help them with finding individuals to support uh, the disabled individual um, to helping them with all the paperwork. And there's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Where do you see, because we have made strides since Lindsay was five with her first diagnosis and now she's 26, where do you see us in the next 10 years or where do you hope to see us? I think you'll see that um, there will, you know, and I'm starting to see it now. You go to Wegmans and I see some individuals at Wegmans that are disabled and they're working. So I think you're going to see them more and more out in the community which is really great. Yeah. So so I think that's what we're going to see in the future. They're just going to be all around and not hidden anymore. Wonderful. Irene, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for other families. And tell Lindsay we said hi. And thank you very much, Sandy. I will. <laughs>